Yes, hello everybody and welcome once again to The Brink, episode 11 of the rebooted, reformatted podcast for another Brinkalicious edition of your favouritest radio show turned podcast ever invented. We've moved into the month of February, it's 2017, it's everything is happening, it's just a great time to be alive with everything and what another fantastic show we have for you today. We've got new segments, old segments and everything else in between in in a week that kind of actually saw us return to actual radio, our spin-off show, if you want to call it that, High Noon, back on Hobart Airwaves uh, on Edge Radio once again, lunchtime goodness, uh, started off as a daily one, moved already to a weekly slot, they just couldn't couldn't put up with us apparently, but uh, no, we've, we've moved back into the radio sphere it's good to be back and it's it's interesting i think actually to to also be doing this still while still be doing uh radio because you know i can come on here and say words like fuck and naughty things like that yet if i said that on edge then both the listeners there would uh, obviously be quite offended so got to uh, make sure that i'm in the right zone and the right spot right now this is podcast time not radio time and uh, just as always we appreciate everybody who tunes in and we always keep an eye out on uh, i guess things on on how everything is going with uh with where you're listening to us from uh how long you listen to and exactly where about you live uh with that specific um on where and everything along those lines good to see croatia tuning in to us during the week since our last episode so big hello to everybody over there in croatia uh always kind of had a thing thinking that we were big over there but just it wasn't uh, exactly uh shown until now so uh yes and a big uh, shout out to mountain view in the united states uh a place which apparently is in california uh so uh yes it's it's sunny there's mountains apparently and it's just like the brink it's sunny it's mountainous and it's brinkalicious so uh hello to all those people listening and uh we're sure we're going to bring you a very exciting episode uh 11 here that you are listening to right now one thing that you know we've been doing recently here on our uh, rebooted episodes and and show of the brink is bringing back former people that you used to know and love and will still do know and love you just don't hear them hear from them that often one said person is a man who made many appearances on the show over the years you've heard a lot about his classic moments and you'll still hear more of his classic moments across the years i do of course speak of uh mr samuel mccrossan uh sam first of all welcome back to the brink it's been a while hello oh thanks for having me ben it is good to be back i'm really pleased about this it's a great to hear the brink rebooted it's amazing and again as we've kind of had people over the uh the coming weeks former guests uh one good thing about being a podcast now is that we can say words like fuck i know you won't say it um you're a very uh uh nice man that won't say naughty words that's right no i'm a man of integrity that's what i was looking for i on the other hand am not so i will (laughs) drop the f-bomb occasionally uh but um you know i mean first of all what's been going on in the world of sam you're you're a dad again um that's right You've, yes. You personally haven't given birth, but you've had another child, so congratulations. That's right. Thank you. Yes, um, another little girl. She's almost six months old. Can you believe that? That's, incre- yeah. that's crazy. So, so finally you've shut the people up who kept asking you, when are you having a second child? That's right. Yes, yes. Everyone was very eager to know. But we yes, finally did one. Um, um, first one's about to turn six. Wow. The little one's about to turn six months. Crazy. So um, that's it. We're done. You're done. Done. So that's flat out now. When are you having the third? Done. Done. 
Yeah. That's it. No Easy more. Easy answer now. No um, more. So you so you you don't want to try for the boy? That's obviously the next question that people give you, like, you know, the continue them across a name with a with a young boy? <laughs> no, no, but thankfully my brother has just had another child. Right. And it's a boy. Well there you go. So finally the Macrossan name continues. Because basically everyone in your family had had produced females. That's yeah, up until now. That's yeah. crazy. So how many how many girls have had, has it taken before a boy's finally come along? Oh uh, well, well, technically it's two. I mean, we've got another number of cousins that from my generation that are also Macrossan, but none of them have reproduced. See, there's pressures on me for the Waterworth name because because be. you've got to understand that my sister's you know she's recently had a second child, but obviously that carries on a different surname because she, right. she has a different last name to Waterworth, yeah. and I have as much chance of having a child at the moment <laughs> as the Brink does from winning an Oscar in the next month. So I've either just got to randomly hook up with a bunch of people on Tinder and just use, not use protection, or just <laughs> hope for a miracle to happen. I think I might know which one I'd go with. Um, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, do you, do you learn much from a second child? I don't know anything about kids, Sam. I mean, I have a nephew and a niece. Uh, That's all I know. Well, do you learn much? Well, one thing you do learn, Ben, is that the amount of housework you have to do <laughs> with the mess times two yes. from another child is um, much more. And as, much is, more. is a sleepless nights, are they back? Or, I mean, how, how does young Hazel go compared to how Hillary used to go? Oh, about the same. Right. Yeah, yeah so, no, I've... No, get a get a perfect night's sleep every night. Yeah. Um, does does we, Jess get a perfect night's sleep? I mean, are you well, just a case of Jess will get it? As far as babies go, yeah, she pretty right. much gets a perfect night's sleep. So, okay. Yeah, she wakes about once, sometimes twice a night. Not bad. Um, yeah. No, we've been lucky, really lucky with with both of ours that they both go to bed and they sleep. They love sleeping. So even at night. So. Yeah, all that garbage that I hear from people about their kids not sleeping and stuff. It's not true. It's rubbish. You, you, I've not experienced that at all. Everyone's a terrible parent except for you because they, they can't get their babies to sleep. What's, what's difficult about you? You put them down, they sleep. They sleep. It's simple. You know? That easy. That simple. That that easy. Um, what, I mean, it's been two years. Um, Geelong didn't make the grand final in either of those years. They didn't make the no. finals one of those years. I mean, how was that? 2015, we weren't on air then and Geelong yeah. didn't make the finals. That's right. What yeah. happened? Uh, yeah, they just went through a transition, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they're going with a certain draft strategy or, or not, you know, um, bringing new players in from, from Carlton. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they've got most of Carlton's back line now. Yep. They're bringing in players from other clubs much more than they have done in the past rather than going to the draft yeah I'm not so sure about that strategy yeah but uh, that's probably a story for another day you got danger now, now though I mean you know danger love danger you love yeah, danger he's, he's is, is danger as good as Gary or would you you know you nearly got Gary back uh, Dangerfield Dangerfield is a better player for Jong than Ablett was oh really yeah. wow okay yeah. so if, if Gazza comes back to maybe play a year or two as a swan song which it looks like he very much oh, might love that how would it be seeing Gary and Danger on the same oh, we're in the hoops that would that would be a genuine dream come true I tell you you, you would you would just be on air you would give up the kids you would give up life because that's your yeah. life yeah I'd say that's 
stuff the premiership. Yeah. <laughs> Wooden spoon, get smanked every week by 100 points because you have to clear the salary cap to get rid of half your players, bring back Gary back. But who cares? Yeah. Gary and that. Danger on Instagram taking a selfie together. To see that beautiful, bald <laughs> bundle of goodness running around in Geelong jumper again. That would be a beautiful thing. I'd love that. And Geelong are playing in uh, in Tasmania uh, in the coming right. weeks, I believe. I mean, yeah. the last time... I think they played against Carlton in the 90s down here, if I'm not mistaken, for at least they one did. game. But Beginning in 1996, I think it was a practice match. When was the last time besides that Geelong has ever come down here to play a game? They came down in 2007 mm-hmm. to York Park in Launceston to play Hawthorne in round four that year. Oh, really? It's the only other time. That so it was a premiership points game it was. in their premiership yeah. year. Oh, wow. Okay. Right. Did That's you right. go to that game? No, I didn't. No, oh. no I, was, I was a bit more F1 mad than football mad back then so um so wasn't that interesting going but safe to safe to say that now if john came down i'd be i'd be there so you're there you're going to be there in a i'm couple going weeks. to be there in uh in three weeks time or whenever it is yeah. exciting and and big hopes i mean I, I see one of their um their alternative strips this year i believe is a bit of a t-shirt number i don't know if you saw that but uh i mean besides their fashion choices how do you think john will go this year we're talking about well, everything here at the brink today by the way this is just typical brink we just start yeah. with one thing go to the other yeah, uh, how do I think they'll go? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think they'll might be top four. Mm-hmm. I think potentially they could be better than last year. But there's a couple of big monsters in the AFL closet at the moment. Teams like the Bulldogs and GWS, the Swans, teams that you know GWS Sydney, you know teams that just play well against Geelong. Geelong got the wood over the Bulldogs, but Bulldogs I think might just even be even better this year. All right, right. Well, we're going to bring in someone in just a moment who he's a big fan of another club. We'll hear his thoughts about things. But uh, I, I'm hopeful this year that Carlton will do very well. I think we've got a big chance to do very well this year in the women's competition. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to the men's competition, not too sure. So, uh, you know, look, I've got high hopes well, that we could be premiers this year in yeah. the women's competition. Well, did you know that Hawthorne are actually eligible eligible to play in both competitions? <laughs> That's just because uh, they're Hawthorne. And, they're, and their players are all women. <laughs> and how do you think they'd go in the women's competition? <laughs> Not too bad. I mean, you know, I mean, Luke Hodge is the biggest girl I've ever seen. <laughs> are you gonna Are you gonna pay attention to the women's? I mean, I'm not trying to joke about the women's competition. It's great. We've, you know, I think this is long overdue. But uh, the no Geelong. So, do you care? Do you follow a team in the AFLW, or do you just watch it as a fan? Uh, no, Geelong's not it. So, no, I, I won't be watching. That's <laughs> not, not relevant to me. Don't care. Nah. If you want to watch girls play, you'll just watch Hawthorne. Yeah, until Geelong have a team, that's no, not relevant. Right. I, I did actually like, there was an article I read of predictions for the 2017 AFL season. The big headline was, Fremantle will be premiers. It's like, whoa, really big call. I'm like, yeah, absolutely, in the women's competition. <laughs> so, you know, they can possibly win. Um, speaking of winning, we, we you come on an episode... Somebody else has to come on an episode because it's like you, you work, you know, you're like Danger and Gary will be. Yeah. In, mm. Inseparable. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think we can even play some introduction music for this. I hear those sirens, I get excited because it is the man that I have no idea what he's been doing in two years because seriously, this guy can do more in a week than most of us can do in two years. So what he's done in two years, I don't know. It is the Sergeant, Sergeant Porcupine. Welcome back. I haven't seen you in a while. 
Ah, uh, yes. Uh, hello, Ben, isn't it? It is, yes, That's Ben. That's right, yes. Now, I remember you. Thank you, I'm yes, glad. No, you used to cause me a lot of trouble back in the day. I, I did. I used to wind me up. Grown up a bit, I feel. Poke fun at me, I think. Yes, well, yes. You, you did warrant some of it, sir. But Warrant? Uh, yeah, yes. well, no, I tend to get my hands on a few warrants these days. <laughs> you do. What's, uh, what's, uh, what's happened in two years in, in Sargeland? I mean, gosh, I mean, I don't know how long we've got, but, you know, I mean, have you done much rested many i mean well i've just been uh just minding my own business ben that's what i've been doing just money that's it that's right just behaving myself keeping on the straight and narrow you know yes. man of integrity right you know minding my own business you know, i haven't really been doing anything so well that's that's interesting i thought you would have been doing a lot but clearly not so you know i mean a lot's happened in the world in two years surely there's been things that you've wanted to you know, people you've wanted to arrest, you know, things you wanted to do in those two years, but you've just been minding your own business. Well, I suppose there might have been, Ben, but I tend to forget these things, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, just... Well, it's just one of the, I'm, I'm just someone that does, you know what I mean? <laughs> you just do. You just do. The sad do does. I can't even speak. I, I, that's right, I does. He does. And, uh... I just go, I get on with life. I don't, I don't look back on the past or, you know, do this and that. I just get on with it, you know what I mean? All right, well, we've been talking about football then, getting on with it, Collingwood. Uh, they've had a pretty shit two seasons. Uh, what, forgetting about then, clearly, if we're not talking about the past. Uh, what's happening in 2017? I hope you just didn't just swear this then, Ben. Absolutely not. We'd never drop a word like shit. Terrible yeah. word. Well, I hope not. Yeah. You don't swear in, a, in front of a man of integrity. Absolutely. N- never would do such a thing. Well, I hope not. What are you talking about? Football. Collingwood. Collingwood. Yes. Yes, yes, my beloved magpies. Do you care about him anymore that Swanee's gone? I mean, is there is there anybody to like anymore on Collingwood? One of my favourite players, Swanee. You love Swanee, don't you? Didn't like the tats, though, no. He loves his no, little legs, no, though. No. Yeah, I love his little legs, but no, not the tats. Yeah. Did you cry when he retired? Well, yes, I did share a, a, a tear or two, mm-hmm. especially when he um, broke his bone. Oh, that's terrible. Up at the, at the SCG, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. Yes. Remember it like oh. it was yesterday. He's always had big bones. I bet you he gives you a big bone. Well, yes, he does, actually. <laughs> hey, hang <laughs> on. What do you mean by that, Nothing, man? nothing at all. Your your fibula just gets a little bit more bony in your leg. Well, I do have strong bones, thanks. Good. Drink your calcium. You like the milk. It's it's uh, good to see. I do like milk, actually, yes. <laughs> it's a good drink. Especially when it comes out of a cow. Yes, as opposed to a goat or something else. Well, that's right, Ben. <laughs> yes. Now, get on with it, would you? Well, what am I um, for? Uh, sure. Well, uh, do you think Collingwood are going to... How do you think they're going to do in the women's and the men's? We can talk about both. Women? Women. Yes, the other sex, not men. Well, what's but, that? Well, I mean, that's a very good question. A lot of people have been trying to work out what a woman is for a long time, but I guess I would just ultimately say that uh, they don't have something between their legs that we do. Oh, right, OK. Well, I'm not quite sure what you're talking about there, Ben. Me neither. We're talking about football. Well, that's what I'm saying. Women are playing football as well as men. There's a women's competition of AFL in 2017. It's about to start. Oh, right. Yes. Collingwood's got a team. Collingwood they? do have a team, yes. For a oh, long right. period of time, people would say Collingwood already had a female team. And are they the Magpies too? They are the Magpies, yes. Oh, I think they should have chosen something different. What do you think they should have gone with? Oh, gee, I don't know, Ben. I like that. The Tigers. The Tigers. What about the Tigers? <laughs> I think Richmond already have a mantle on that one, oh, sir. Oh, already got that one. Yes, what yes. What about the Crocodiles? The, the, the Collingwood Crocodiles. Uh, common sight in the suburbs of Melbourne. So, um, I like that idea. It actually doesn't sound too bad there, Sarge. Um, you know, sure. Uh, how will the Collingwood Crocodiles go this year in the female competition? Well, I think we'll probably win it, Ben. Probably? Okay. And the men's competition? 
Oh, that means... Ah, well... Um, I think we'll probably finish about halfway up. Halfway. Will you make the finals? No. No. Halfway. Halfway. <laughs> blow finals. Um, one question I at least have to ask you. Uh, it's the one person that everyone talks about, and I'm sure that you have a, a wide variety of things you could arrest this man for. Donald Trump. Donald Trump? Yes. Oh, yes. He's a president Who's now. Who's he again? Uh, the, the current president of the United States of America. He used no. to be on The Apprentice, a TV show. He'd say you're fired a lot. Look, Ben, I think you might be wrong there. Really? Really? You think so? No, I th- he was on a TV show. He was on a TV show, a very popular TV show, The Apprentice. You're fired. Well, he can't do both. Well, he's, he's left now. Arnold Schwarzenegger now does The Apprentice, and Donald runs the country. Because right, Arnold okay. can't run the country because he's not American, you see. Is that right? Yes. So they, right. they traded. No, well, I like Donald Trump, and he's my, you do. Sort of, my sort of guy. Why is that? What, what does he do that basically makes him your sort of guy? I like his policies, Ben. <laughs> you do? So you would build a wall? Is that how we solve things? That's right, Ben. Where would you build a wall in Tasmania? You're the Sarge. In Tasmania? Yeah. Wow. You, you run this state better than Will does, better than anyone has before you. You are the man of Tasmania. Where, where would you build a wall then? Well, Donald, Donald, this state. I'd probably build one around Lena Valley, Ben, in Hobart. <laughs> the dog poo capital of Australia. Yeah, I, I hate Lena Valley. You hate Lena Valley. Everyone knows it. Is that where all the Greens live? Yeah, I don't like the Greens. No, you don't. No, Donald's not a Green, is he? No, he's definitely not Green. He's more orange. Oh, good. Well, that's why I like him. Yeah, yeah. So just around Lena Valley, that's it? That's The rest of Tasmania's fine? Well, you only told me to choose one location. Well, I mean, look, I would personally go for Launceston. That would be my choice, but that's just because... Really? Um, yeah. No, well, if I can do two, I'll build it around West Hobart as well. Uh, West Hobart and Letter Valley. Yeah. Right. Keep them in. Keep them in. Okay, then. So, that's it? Two locations? Yeah. Not Launceston? Not Launceston? No, I think... No, otherwise I won't be able to go to the football, Ben. Well, that's only Hawthorne. So, I mean, wouldn't you rather watch North Melbourne? Yes, but I do like to go and yell obscenities over the fence. True. It's the only time I'm not a man of integrity. Well, we we don't want you to lose that integrity, Sarge, because without integrity, you wouldn't be the Sarge. Well, that's right. That's right. This has been fun. Perhaps we'll get you on another episode in the future. Oh, well, if I can be bothered. Well, (laughs) you're not doing much else by the sounds of things. Well, I'll I'll do my job. You you do your job? I'm a doer, not a talker. You're a doer, not a talker. That's right. You don't put up with anybody else's shit, you just do it. I hope you didn't just swear. Of course, absolutely not, sir. I would never swear. It's fucking terrible. So, uh, Sarge, thank you for your time. And we'll perhaps get you on. Bring Sam back in, would you? You two never talk, but... um, He's gone, Ben. Oh, wow, he did. He he always goes very quickly, that. swearing thing. (laughs) Doesn't like the naughty words. Doesn't like it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he's had a few kids like you did and just doesn't, you know... I'm not sure if he's got kids. <laughs> you I'm know, not sure. Don't I, know about that. I've heard a rumour that when he does impregnate a woman, that um, instead of nine months, it actually takes nine days because his, um, <laughs> his uh, I guess, seed is a bit more powerful. Oh, okay. Well, you have to ask him. I don't know about that. Yeah, well, <laughs> next time. Sam, thank you for coming on, and I'm sure we'll get you back here again very soon. Thanks very much, Ben. Very much look forward to it. Time to bring you another classic performance from the history of the brink. Going back to the year of 2014. Doesn't even seem that long ago, does it? Brooke Chevelle, an Australian country music artist who popped in studio, have a chat about his career and performed his song, Only a Man. So sit back, listen to Brooke Chevelle, Only a Man, classic life performance here on the brink. Listen, son. Here's what it's going to be like. 
You, a lady, your endless sack of excuses. Something like this. I fell over the line for the first time. But when I screwed up again, I thought you'd never take me back. But in this moment, you gave me that thumbs up smile. It's the round down the well on track. I made a mistake. I fix it if I can. I'm only a man. It's sweet being a man. It's so good being a man that your answer is in the deck. And if you're up to your neck in him, just shake a head and say he's only a man. Did you get out of jail free card, son? I'm telling you all about the birds and bees out. Like my dad and did way back when. Said it's funny how a woman can lift you up so damn high. For she changes her mind again. I made a mistake. I don't have a plan. I'm only a man. It's sweet being a man. It's so good being a man. That your answer is in the deck. And if you're up to your neck in him, just shake a head and say he's only a man. Most people you meet, you'll give a dollar on and get back 75. But you find the right girl, you'll be putting in her hands. That's when you start to feel like you're really alive. Did I lose your son? You're gonna have to learn to play guitar too. That'll impress him. Something like this. person back last week because we really had nothing else to talk about so i went through my little philo facts because apparently they're still a thing in 2017 and found the one person that was doing nothing that night his name of course was dakota leary and we thought well shit why not do it again bring him back on another episode of the brink because again we've got nothing else better to do with our time so that person is as i just said dakota he's 16 and he's dakota leary and he's back on the brink hello dakota hello i'm 18 no (laughs) <laughs> Why am I 16 now? 
I thought I was 15 before, and now I'm 16. So I'm oh, what were you? Fi- like, were you 15? Did, what did I say? 16. Apparently. Yeah. So you, you said 16, so oh. you've, you've aged me. Wow. Well, I mean... So in... in in Ben years, I'm 16. <laughs> in a professional podcast, I would go back and edit that out to make the joke funny, but uh, given this is the brink and we can't be fucked, we've left that in. So apparently people can hear how lazy we are as podcast editors. Okay. But, uh, welcome, Dakota. You're 15. Um, yes. Yes. Apparently. Um, apparently. Well, I, don't, I don't know what I am anymore. You don't know what you are? Identity crisis. Identity crisis? Right you're having now, a so. Caitlyn Jenner moment? Is that what you're doing? Or, yeah. yeah. No, not that bad. Not that bad? Well, all that good. Not that it's bad. That... But... <laughs> <laughs> um, it could be perceived in many different ways, please, Dakota. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yes. We'll, yes. we'll leave it at that. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yes. Uh, so, how are you? What have you? What have you been up to this week? What's been happening? How's your life changed since you returned to the brink a week ago? Well, I won an award. Oh, you, well, shit. Did you? What did you do? Yeah, did you I win did. the Best 15-Year-Old Award, or what happened? Apparently, apparently I'm this year's Glenorchy Young Citizen of the Year. But Oh, so for being 15, is that basically what it is? I, look, I'm honestly not sure. They read some stuff out. I'm like, oh, yeah, I did that. And then... Yeah, I gave a speech and which was rubbish. And then, yeah, <laughs> what, what did what did you say in your speech? What 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 do you say when you win the award? I said I didn't prepare a speech, so thanks. Oh wow, gee, that must have set the room off in absolute raptures, mate. They loved it. Really? Did you win another they award for best it. speech? <laughs> yes. Really? And what what do you win yeah, for it, winning? It, it bet not. It bet not Luther King. It bet Malcolm X. Like bet everyone. <laughs> wow. Great. That's that's Trump them all. Oh, I can't say that word. Well, you can, but um, that's another story. But what do you win for? I mean, what? So, okay, citizen of the year, like um, uh, young citizen of the year, I should say. Uh, yes. I mean, what does that mean? Do you get free shit in Glenorchy? Can you just walk into McDonald's? Well, that's not there anymore. Can you walk into that new Irish pub and just be like, "Hi, I'm the young citizen of the year. Give me a palmy." Look, I haven't tried it. I don't know. <laughs> you should. I, I might be able to. Yeah. Why not? Um, but I got. I got like a, a medal, I got a piece of paper, and I got a plaque thing. A medal, a piece of paper, and a plaque thing. Yeah. Right. Basically, like the equivalent of like a shield if like you got knighted in like the 1500s. Like, <laughs> like where you'd get like the, the Kingdom Shield or something. Or, like, or if you're in, in Tony Abbott's Australia when that was only a few years ago, but um, that's a different yeah. story. So, okay, so you're the young citizen of the year, you get a shield. Is this kind of like a thing they're trying to make you feel like a superhero? I mean, is Captain Glenorchy back? Um, I don't know. Like, I mean, it happens every year, you know, just it's just a thing. It's like Australian citizen of the year except for Glenorchy. <laughs> So, hang on, you have to become a citizen of Glenorchy now. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Wow. Apparently, I'm a citizen of Glenorchy. So, I've lived so, basically yeah. in the municipality my entire life, and I'm not a citizen. So, am I like, if, if you know, I mean, I'm not comparing Donald Trump to Christy Johnson. I know they're completely different people. But, like, if she wakes up tomorrow and is like, fuck Moona, fuck Berrydale, fuck everyone, I'm building a wall, I'm screwed because I'm not a citizen of Glenorchy. Yeah. <laughs> you totally lost the words right now. But I mean, but I mean, so am I. Is that because I just said I fuck about ex- five times in a sentence and you're not used to me saying that when I'm on radio? <laughs> I've, I've become like an ex-citizen of Glenorchy if that happens. Like, because I get a wall between me and... So that means, like, the whole title is just gone, like... 
Yeah, wow. They have to reappoint someone. I don't know whether to be like completely in awe of you or completely bewildered or completely jealous because, again, I have never won that award myself. Not that I really do anything in Glenorchy to warrant that. I mean, what what did you do to warrant that? Like, be on the radio? Um, Well, I've done... (laughs) Yeah, well, I've obviously been... I've, like, been on state media. Um, I've done, like, um, stuff with Headspace, which is, like, a um, youth mental health type thing um i've done stuff with the Glenorchy task force i've done stuff with youth network of tasmania i've done i've been in the hot house for dark mofo done lots of stuff that i just can't remember that i've done like because i just do them what's the hot house people are like back up hot um house. it was like a think tank type thing for dark mofo like ages ago um i was on the front page of the mercury for it actually and then um people were like they got people in like a thing and then but they were like, oh, what's the, an issue in Tasmania? And then, bam, and then apparently we solved it, but we didn't really. But they made us think we solved so, it. So, so, like, what have you solved? <laughs> um, education, apparently. So education is fixed because you became the young apparently. citizen of the year. <laughs> no, not like that. Because like, <laughs> we all got together and had a conversation about right. it. Right. It's now Okay, fixed. okay. Like, yeah. not taking away from the award. I'm proud of you. <clears throat> it's a big thing. That looks great on your resume. Congratulations. But you are the Glenorchy Citizen of the Year because you got together with a bunch of people, had a conversation about education that didn't actually solve anything, and then we're on the front page of the Mercury because of it. I mean, isn't that what happens to everyone? <laughs> I missed the memo here, Dakota. Uh, Isn't it just the world? Like, <laughs> surely, surely it is. Like, come on, the world. The world is the Glenorchy yeah. Young Citizen of the Year in twenty eighteen. No, that's not what I said. <laughs> you're putting words into my. You're putting words into my mouth again. Never, never would um, I do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. nah, no fucking way. No. Um. Oh no. Um. Does hang on a minute. Back up. Stop for a sec. Does the Glenorchy uh, Young Citizen of the Year have the privilege to say the word fuck? Um. <laughs> Well, you're from Glenorchy, yeah. so yes, let's just go with it. Uh, <laughs> you would get it taken okay. away if you didn't drop the fuck word every now and then. So, I mean, uh, I haven't even lost a tooth yet. Oh, well, you're really not from Glenorchy. I don't even know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a poor example for those. Let's be honest. No one from Glenorchy is listening to this because to be in Glenorchy, you have to afford the internet and they just would steal it. So, um, it's... <laughs> Um, oh, I hope Chris is not listening. She is uh, not listening. No one's listening. No, I hope not. Um, <laughs> You'll know if people are listening by the amount of messages you get after this goes to air. You're not the fucking young citizen of the year. I'm going to bash you in the bus mall. Uh, but I'll be like, but then I'll say, well, I'll still be young citizen. You can't really... <laughs> Bashing me doesn't really change anything. Wow. What do you do with the plaque then? What is that on your wall? Um, do you walk around the streets of Glenorchy going, suckers, look at this bitch? No, because then I would get bashed. <laughs> then you just bash yeah, them back um, with the shield. Yeah, it's, it's sitting in my wall in my room. Cool. Um, yep. It's probably going to fall at some point. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Kill me in my sleep or something. Does it um, be ironic? Do you like um, put it up? Um, like, Do you take a picture of yourself with the shield, put it on Tinder, and be like, sup? I'm not on Tinder. You're not on Tinder? Wow. No, I hate it. Yeah, well, I hate Tinder. I kind of hate Tinder too, actually, since yeah, I've been using it. It's not stupid. very good. It's not fun. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. You know, maybe it's just because I'm ugly, but whatever. Um, that's why I do radio. Uh- ben, <laughs> you're, not, you're not that ugly. Oh, like. that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. Yeah. You're not that ugly, Ben. Really? That's quite sad, actually. <laughs> Jeez. Oh. You haven't gone for the uh, go-to of, oh, you're not ugly, Ben. Don't be stupid. You've gone with... You're not that ugly, man. 
Like, if you were on Tinder, I would expect at least one person to swipe right every couple of months. Uh. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I mean, don't you have to pay for that now? Like, You've got to pay to swipe? Really? Um, do they feel yeah. pity on me? Like, you don't have to pay, you're ugly. You're not going to get any likes anyway. <laughs> They just monitor the pictures. Uh, they monitor the uploads. They're like, hey, look at this ugly fucker. He's not going to get any likes. Let's give it to him for free. <laughs> I don't even need to insult you. You just insult yourself. It's well, fine. hey, you know. I just sit back and then Ben just... <laughs> this week on Ben Speaks the Truth and Insults Himself. <laughs> oh. 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 Nice. Um, uh, yeah, cool. All right. Um, so you're not on Tinder. You're the citizen of the... So all the ladies right now in Glenorchy are sad because they're like, hey, I'm totally going to get lucky with the young citizen of the year. You know, he's 18 now. You know, what's up? Yeah, but all, but all the ladies in Glenorchy also have, like... Careful. Transmitted sexual careful. diseases. <laughs> and, I mean, am I... Okay, Cool. <laughs> Again, we could edit that out, but we didn't. So. <laughs> not not all of you have those. But... A large proportion might. Yeah, um, majority. But then they can go <laughs> to their nearest clinic to get it tested and safely treat it with the thanks of their medical practitioner. Yes, that. <laughs> Where are we going with this? Um, I don't know. <laughs> cool. What else have you got to talk about? Anything? <laughs> um, oh, I watched the Royal Rumble today. Oh, did you? Yeah. Cool. Who who won? Roman. No, not Roman Reigns. Bloody Randy Orton won. Is the Undertaker still in it? Yeah, he's still there. See, I used to watch the when I was younger. And he's like fifty five now. He was like fifty five when I watched it. He'd be older than that now. He's, he's, all I know is he's old. Yeah. Don't you hate us old people? Like, aren't we just winning the senior Glenorchy Citizen of the Year? Um, I mean, that would make sense, wouldn't it? Who won it this year? Was it Doris again? Um, it was a guy called John. Guy called John. Cool. Yeah. Could have guessed that one myself, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, just uh, just went with a lady. I thought, well, you know, share the love. Yeah. Let's not be sexist. Um, I can't remember his last name. Um, probably Smith. <laughs> no, it wasn't Smith. Um, <laughs> John Smith, why not? I No, I can't remember. No. It's gone. That's a bit of a yeah. shame. But you know who won Young Citizen of the Year? Oh, some little shithead who doesn't age. Um, 15-year-old little bastard. Yeah, I heard about it. Oh, you did. Hello. Cool. Uh, <laughs> good, good to know Good to you know. heard about it. Yeah. I was just wondering if you knew. You know who yeah. should have won Glenorchy Young Citizen of the Year? No, Ben. Kevin Bacon. Um, <laughs> he, should win, he should win everything. Like, why? Okay. You know, he should just... He, should, he would walk up to that stage and be like, hey, everyone... Kevin Bacon's here and everybody would just be like shit it's Kevin Bacon here you are the mayor you are the young citizen of the year you are the old citizen of the year right you are just the normal citizen of the year you're the um, Australian of the year you're the young Australian he wins everything right and is just the king of Australia and then everything is settled like there are no debates there is no protests everyone lives in harmony and everybody does Footloose on Australia Day, and then everybody is young and free, for we are Australians. Yes, exactly um, the reaction I was expecting. <laughs> yeah. You know what? So, speaking of young and free and Australians and, like, the national anthem, bloody, what's his name? The guy who's fighting Danny Green. Anthony Mundine, uh, yes. Mundine. He was all like, oh, the Australian national anthem's racist. It's got racist stuff in it. Well, do you agree with that? I don't. You don't? Do you? Uh, No, I do not. 
but you know, it's he's I guess expre- he's allowed to express an opinion, which I feel a lot of people disagree with wholeheartedly. I, for one, am one of them. You sound like you are another one of them. So, but, I mean, he's quite wrong. He is absolutely wrong. Yes, that was a national anthem that was uh, chosen to, uh, I guess, encompass all Australians um, yeah. after we initially had God Save the Queen for a very long time. so Yeah, like, he literally could... Maybe he's, maybe he's just stuck in, like, the olden days. He still <laughs> thinks it's God Save the Queen. Like. Perhaps. Uh, I mean, if, yeah. you know, he wants to sing God Save the Queen, then, uh, by all means, Anthony, you do that. But, um, yeah. you know, at the time of recording this, we have still got <clears throat> Australia Advanced Australia Fair as our national anthem. Uh, the Queen is still alive, uh, at least when we're recording this. For now. In between yeah. now and when we air this, if she has died, no, I did not kill her. Because uh, <laughs> that would be bad. Um, no way. But, yes. Actually, what would happen if you she... if you killed the Queen? I think you would probably oh, get the death penalty, even though it doesn't exist. You probably... Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it would be. It's it's a crime so big that you'd get a cri- a get a punishment that doesn't. Exist. Would that be treason? Do you think? Yeah. Even though. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, she's. Oh yeah. Queen of Australia, technically. So you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. That'd yeah. be treason. All right. Cool. Yeah. We, well, we won't do that. Then. Good stuff. There's no. I wonder if like note to sell, like, don't kill the queen. I wonder if you can still like usurp the throne. Like, I'm sorry. Say that again. You can b- desert the throne. Like what? U- usurp. Who's who's usurp? Who's he when he's on? You just no. You're like, like you kill the queen and then like ah, oh, I'm the king now. So like shotgun, I killed him. I'm queen. Yeah. Don't think it works that way. Uh, it used to. Pretty sure the guy who killed John F. Kennedy didn't become president of the USA. Yeah, but it's a completely different <laughs> thing because it's queen and president. It's completely different. But, again, don't think it would work because if that was an actual thing, I'm sure that the head of state, the queen, the king, whoever it is, would get assassination threats all the time because you would get, like, just the most randomest person, like Dakota Leary, like, fuck, I killed the queen, I'm the king of the world. And if I lived in a universe where you were the king, I am moving to Switzerland. I am done. I am out of planet Australia. I wouldn't be the king of the world, just the Commonwealth. <laughs> well, it's the same thing, right? <laughs> it's like a third of the world. No. <laughs> well, yeah, but not for long, I don't think. Well, until what, Trump starts uh, trumping nah, everyone's like, everything. Everyone's like, oh, I don't want to be in the Commonwealth anymore. <laughs> Everyone's they just don't want to be anywhere anymore. This is why they're waiting for us and to then, go to Mars. Like, I want to go to Mars. I co- want to go to Mars. We all can't yeah. fit on Mars. And then England's like, what are you going to do without us? And they're like, oh, I don't know. And they're like, exactly. And they're like, well, we still don't want to be a part of you. And they're like, well, too bad. Uh, how the hell did we start talking about you winning an award to talking about you wanting to become the queen by killing the queen? I mean, I didn't say I wanted to. I just said it. <laughs> Yes, he did. He said it. I, AFP, if you're listening, Dakota no, Leary wants to kill was, the Queen. No, I was just wondering if it could happen. Right. If someone did kill the Queen. Wouldn't be a good thing. Um, could they sit on the throne and be like, screw you guys, I'm the King now. Have you seen Johnny English? Yes. In the plot where basically they're trying to abdicate. Yeah, anyway, there's a bit more of an effort than rather than just killing the Queen, you don't become the King. You've got to get the Archbishop of Canterbury and be French and bullshit your way to it. That's all I got from Johnny English. But um... I mean, what it used to be, just like, oh, you killed the Queen, 
That is the shittest system. That is the shittest system in the world. Like, honestly, like, if that is your system... maybe it wasn't exactly like that, but, like... So, okay, here's my question. The Queen's driving home. She's she's driven home from a late night out. She's rolling along the brooker, and a kangaroo comes out of nowhere. She hits the kangaroo and dies, but the kangaroo survives. Technically, that kangaroo killed the Queen. So is a kangaroo then the Queen of Australia? No, but the kangaroo has to go, I want to be the king or queen. If a kangaroo could say that, then fuck me, that's a bloody good kangaroo. And secondly, if then the kangaroo said that, is the kangaroo then the king or queen of Australia? I believe that's how it works. (laughs) So so basically, okay, the the law that Dakota is implying here. So if I went to the queen, if I went to the queen like, hey, queen, how you doing? Bang. Hold on, I'm going to look this bloody You're going to look it up. All right, this is my theory. All right, this is according to you. I've just gone, hey, Queen, sup, Lizzie, what's going on? Bang, you're dead. I'm now the Queen. But then a person next to you goes, hang on a minute, no, you're not the Queen because you didn't say the words before you killed her, I want to be the Queen. Uh, <laughs> I'm definitely going to have FBI agents at my house. <laughs> I just typed into Google, can I take over the throne? Oh, God. Um... Yeah, it's only taken us two appearances by Dakota to get arrested. Um, this is why we were on radio to stop him from doing this. So, again, note to any future radio or podcast people out there, do not get 15-year-olds on your show, right? You will go to jail. And not for the reasons you're thinking right now. That kind of sounded wrong. Dakota, always fun. <laughs> Thank you. I'm leaving this. I'm dropping the mic. I'm out of here. Okay. We might speak to you next week if you're not in jail. Um. Okay, but... Uh... Can the Queen... Hold on. Let me just answer my own <laughs> thing. Hold on. Oh, uh, no. I mean... I'm just listening. It's all right. Um, <laughs> I'm yes, she could be overthrown yep. like any other head of state. Cool. But if there was a... <laughs> if there was a regime yep. change, it is possible the leader, the new leaders would keep her as head of state to legitimise their own position. So, yeah, she can right. be taken. Okay, so okay. so you can do it, but you've got to, like, <laughs> go back to your meeting again. Let's talk about education. We on the Mercury. We'll solve everything. I think <laughs> you've got to, like, you got to like kind of, like, put a gun to her head and be like, give me the throne. Okay, seriously, and we're going to stop like, this conversation. Yes, okay. I don't want to... Anyone listening, guns to the Queen's head. We're talking about... Um, I didn't say I was going to do Queen's it. Queen's head, hotel and cafe. It's a great place. Go there, shop and Like, if it. someone else wants to Dakota, do it. Like... Dakota, stop. Thank you. Have fun. We'll talk to you next week. Do, Say goodbye. Say it. goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> a couple of weeks back, we brought you a new segment, a classic interview, playing a, well, classic interview from the history of our show. Uh, that time it was uh, Taylor Hansen back from 2014. We're going to go back to the year 2011 and hear from somebody else who we've spoken to more than once, luckily, uh, over our history. That, of course, is the great Rove McManus, Australian media legend, three-time Gold Logie winner, just uh, uh, an enigma of Australian television and the entertainment industry. And we, we'd always signed, kind of put out a, a, a word, I guess, that we want to interview him. I remember back when we very first started, uh, back, I think, 2006, we sort of uh, made out that we had a feud with Rove, but uh, clearly that didn't work in getting him on the show. So we made nice, and basically a few years later, we got him on the show for the very first time. So uh, let's hear back 
from 2011, our chat with Rove McManus. Thanks for having me. Isn't it always weird when, uh, you know, someone has to leave the country for you to be able to track them down? Always. It, it was always the case with us, Rove. I swear that every single time somebody leaves the country, they finally want to talk to us. Maybe it's just while they're in Australia, we're not good enough. <laughs> yes, of course. That's exactly what it is. Uh, no, I think uh, now you're... Uh, I. I have I actually have a bit more time on my hands. It's helpful too. Oh well, that's always a plus. Maybe it's just the LA lifestyle, and of course, the show Rove LA doing great guns on Fox Eight, and it is looking absolutely fantastic. Rove, have you been pleased with the reception so far with the show and how it's come together? Yeah, everything from how how it's gone to air. Certainly, the first show we were it it, it, it wasn't until the day of doing it that we realised, geez, we've never done this before, and uh, and. You know, it's not like going into year three or four of a show that you already know. This was show one of a, of a new idea. So that would kind of came out exactly as you'd want it to be. And every show since then has kind of been different, but in a really good way, which was kind of what we were hoping for. It just depends on who's on and what dynamic they bring, and, and that will dictate where we go. And you seem to be having a lot more fun with this show. I mean, now you're on cable, there seems to be a little bit more that you can maybe get away with, and obviously a cable audience, a little bit different maybe to free-to-air. Is it a lot more fun for you now, Rove? And, and how do you adapt to the change to cable? Well, I'd certainly it's, it's a lot more fun. I think that's also coming from the fact that for the first time in as far as I can remember ever doing the show um, there's a lot more freedom within the format just to to play like you can either do what what you had planned to do with with asking particular questions or you know particular segments or you can throw it all out the the window and and just go with whatever's happening at that moment and uh, and I'm really really enjoying that I, the feeling of unpredictability um, has uh, has kind of been not there for a while for me. So uh, this is this is really exciting, and it does kind of mean you know you've got to concentrate, and it's it's like being uh, one of those plate spinners that you see you know you've got two or three things happening at once, and you've got to keep your eye on on all of it and make sure that uh, hopefully one of them doesn't fall. And you could adapt maybe that to science spinning that was on the show last week. That was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're everywhere here. I think they're in Sydney now as well, and um, but uh, certainly in LA they're on every street corner and. You know, people drive here bad enough as it is. They don't need to be distracted by shiny <laughs> things spinning on the side of the road. I think maybe we can try and bring him down here to Hobart Road, but uh, both cars on the road would probably just get way too distracted. <laughs> It'll cause as much havoc as the one set of traffic lights when they went up. Oh, you have no idea how much havoc that caused. I mean, this morning I actually had to wait at a traffic light for more than 20 seconds. Oh, look, I wouldn't stand for that at all. Oh. It's just, it's it is. You have no idea. And we've got mayoral elections on at the moment, and I'm voting for the guy who can make them shorter, I can tell you that. But tonight on the program, you have Steve Carell, Eva Longoria, and Lake Bell. Now, uh, Eva Longoria from Desperate Housewives, I mean, that must have been something to, uh, to have a bit of a close and personal time with her. She's stunning. Uh, wonderful skin, uh, although I think she's a spokesmodel for some cosmetic company, so that would make sense. But also, um, tiny, like just pocket size. Uh, there's a very interesting moment that I uh, urge you to keep an eye out for where I describe her as being a pocket rocket, <laughs> uh, a term I would use quite liberally, uh, but um, 
Yeah, her interpretation of what that meant was very different to mine, and uh, it made for a, a, a very fun moment that's worth keeping an eye out for. I'm sure you'd get that a lot, though, being there at the moment, Rove, obviously the Australian sense of humour. You've talked a little bit about it on the show. I mean, has it been hard to adapt your sense of humour maybe to the American audience, or is it really up to them to try and get used to your sense of humour? Yeah, yeah, they don't... Uh, it's mainly the slang more than anything. Um, you know, I, they do go on about our accent, you know, and, and maybe we do talk a little bit too fast, but you know, I've been to places where a lot of Americans all like this, and <laughs> i got no idea what they're saying. So, but the main thing is, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's the, the slang is the first thing you notice you have to sort of think about. You know, phrases like, even a, a phrase like, um, up yourself, or, um, yeah, obviously taking the piss, things like that. You just kind of need to explain it before you before you go there. I had an experience, actually. I was there last year, went into a, a fast food restaurant to order a caramel mocha. Now, this woman stared at me for a few minutes, and she's like, you mean a mocha? And it's just some of those those pronunciations, too, that I find really difficult. Yeah, exactly. And and when they sit there going, oh, you mean, you mean mocha? Like, I've had people who were similar to that, where you have said to them, uh, I'll have a mocha, and they'll say, what? You say a mocha, like, and you're ordering a coffee. And then they'll say, what? Oh, oh, you mean mocha? Yeah, of course I mean mocha. I mean, think about it. I've got an accent. It's not that hard to make the leap. But, uh, yeah, unless it's exactly the way they're used to hearing it, sometimes it can be difficult. If you're not American, they sometimes don't seem to want to bother. Now, of course, you're working closely with uh, Jay Leno as well on his Tonight program. Now, obviously, with you appearing on his show, have you tried to extend the invitation out to Jay and get him to come on Rove LA at some point? Yeah, certainly, and uh, hoping to make it happen before the before we finish our run. Um, the main problem is... Um, that uh, he records on the other side of town and by the time he finishes we are about half an hour away from starting so trying to get him there on time could be is probably going to be our biggest hurdle but um and also he's much like me i think for the most part he'd rather ask the questions than answer them la traffic again is a little bit different to hobart traffic so it might take it's just a, nice, a little it's bit a really nice excuse to have <laughs> exactly now some of the guests of course you've had on this season already you've had lisa kudrow hugh jackman seth green mentioned eva longoria tonight steve carell big names is there anybody out there that you're really trying to get on the program that you just would love to interview well look being here in the states if we could get the president uh, obama would be pretty cool but uh you know we've probably got a more chance of probably getting here than Jay Leno, but uh, <laughs> uh, he, he was in town a couple of weeks ago, and uh, but I was only in overnight and then left again. But certainly to sort of get to talk to him would be obviously just an absolute thrill to get to do. So, um, you know, fingers crossed, we've, we've still got plenty of weeks left and we'll see what happens. We like to think big here on the brink, actually, Rove, and uh, Obama's coming to Australia in November. We've actually put the request out to try and get him on. We've got the Prime Minister, we got Kevin Rowe, we've got the Opposition Leader, we dream big. So, look, if you get him, can you pass on a nice word to him that there's this little station in Hobart that would love to chat to him as well? You know I will. In fact, I would even say, don't talk to me, just to talk to you guys. Yes, exactly. Look, I would appreciate I, I that. I would forego my interview for you to get him. Oh, look at that. And then when we get him, we can pass him on to you and it can work 50-50. Yeah, just, oh, that's all I ask. Can you just put in a good word for me? Oh, we really, will. Just, you know. You know we will, Rose. You know we will. We're best friends now. I mean, come on. We are. We are. We are BFF, as, as Paris Hilton would say. Oh, look, you could get her on the show and you could, you know, just make that even... even... No, I got, I got more important things to do. <laughs>
<laughs> well, we're nearly getting close to the end, Rove, and look, what we always like to do on this show, we have a set of five questions similar to what you used to do, and you've got the random question hat now, so we've got ones that we a bit infamous here in Hobart, so we thought we'd try them out on you. But just before we do get to those, obviously you're very well known for your, your ending of the show, say hi to your mum for me. And actually, just before I uh, get to the rest of this question, my mum has asked you to stop saying hello to her unless you want to say a little bit more, because she thinks it's a bit rude. Oh, so I need to say, say hi to your mum for me and ask how she's doing. Pretty much, and you could just sort of throw in a separate thing. Say hi to your mum for me and get that awesome recipe for scones off her. Yes, yes, and say also Ben and to Ben's mum, um, please, you know, return my calls um, and uh, feel free to write me a postcard. You're on. Bit long, bit long for the closing of the show. Doesn't matter, it's alright. Yeah, we can work around. You can fit it in. (laughs) Well, I've got a bit of a closing to my show. I like to use Keep Sucking Those Oranges, Hobart and Good Night. Now, what would you rate that on the end of a show rating? I like it. Uh, It's up there with, uh, there's another great one that uh, a friend of mine uses to uh, sign off on his podcast, which is Enjoy Your Burrito. Oh, I like that. So, uh, but I like yours. I think it's, I think it's catchy and it's healthier. It is very much so, and I've noticed a lot of people sucking oranges around Hobart, so it's catching on. There you go. See, and you know, not only is it a, a nice catchphrase, it's also preventing scurvy. Well, that's always a positive. There's too much of that out there that just gets undetected. <laughs> Well, look, we're going to wrap this up now, Ro, with five questions. And, uh, look, these are going to be so hard that uh, I don't even know if you'd want to steal these. Question number one, what is your favourite type of cheese? Oh, uh, uh, it's, uh, it's, there's a jalapeno cheese here. It's, it's Monterey pepper, it's called. And it's, it's fantastic, really spicy. I love it. Do they deep fry it at all? No, but it's, it's bright orange, which is weird. But then it's got, like, uh, yeah, chopped up bits of jalapeno in it, which is awesome. Right. Well, we'll have to track that one down, put that one on the list. Uh, Rove McManus, question number two. Are you a folder or a scruncher? Oh, I'm a scruncher. Oh, that's what I like to hear. Not enough people are scrunching these days. No, you need the most amount of surface area between you, your hand and what you're wiping. Oh, right. Technical term. I like that, actually. We're going to use that one as well. Yeah, yeah. That's why if you fold it, it, there's too much of a chance of things touching that you don't want touching. Yeah, and that's just a bit awkward. Uh, question number three. Growing up, Rover McManus, what was your dream job? Zookeeper. Zookeeper. You're a big animal fan, aren't you? Yeah, yes, and there's part of me that still kind of <laughs> would happily go there if I if I need to. You're young. You can still manage to do something. Yeah, it's good, it's good to have a trade to fall back on. Very much so. We've actually got a, uh, a local musician who comes on this show a lot. He's, a, he's an avid ornithologist, and most of his music is actually on bird watching and if you're ever short of guest rove we're happy to fly him over because you'd absolutely love him i know you're a fan of birds as well absolutely music and birds go together perfectly oh you have no idea how great this guy is it's always a nice thing to me as i said we'll put you on your list uh also growing up uh who was your celebrity crush who were the posters on rove mcmanus's wall uh daffy from scooby-doo oh right yes yes uh, two-dimensional redhead ah so you would have loved it when the live action uh, movie came out a few years back yeah you know it was it was interesting to can't hear the, the cast. I don't know. There's something about seeing her in the flesh that kind of took something away from it. There was just she was always sort of. Back in those days, people used to just stand in the same pose in every cartoon, and it just worked perfectly. Ah, the, the imagination, I suppose, got shot. Our final question for Robert Manus. When it comes to lollies and you like to uh, eat them, do you like to suck on them for a while, save the flavour, or do you like to chew them straight away and crunch them? No, I take them the whole way. I will... Uh, I have a lot of um, friends who, like some kind of uh, confectionery drug dealer, bring bags of cherry ripes here, the little... what they call fun-sized ones. Mm. Uh, and... 
I don't even bite them in half. I just put the whole thing in there at once. Oh, you go for it. Well, look, you can steal some of those questions if you get a bomber on before us, Rove. How about that? Done. Beautiful. Well, uh, Rove yeah. Manners. Ask the leader of the world, are you a scruncher or a folder? Oh, look, if, great. if Julie Gillard refuses to answer it, I'm sure Barack Obama won't. Oh, yeah, right. Mm. she really? She really? All, uh, both Julia and Kevin Rudd refuse, and even Tony Abbott, they all refuse to answer the question, Rove. Am I doing something wrong here? What's the big scandal to say either way? Oh, because you know what? They're worried that if they say they're a scruncher, all the folders will go, I'm not going to vote for you. Possibly. Possibly. Well, there's already a lot of that going on here at the moment. Don't get me started. No. <laughs> well, Robert Menace, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on this morning. Of course, Rove LA airs every Monday night on Fox 8, which can be found on All Star. But, Rove, pleasure to have you on the show finally and enjoy the rest of your time in LA. Say hi to your mum for me and tell her that I hope she's feeling well. We brought this gentleman back a week ago and uh, we thought that he did a good enough job that we're going to bring him back again uh, as former co-host of The Brink, uh, Mr Paul Latro. Paul, first of all, welcome back to another episode. Yep, always good to be here. Doing this in person this time. You and I are literally sitting right now in an Ed Radio studio because we're back. Yeah, the sound should be good in here. It is, you would think so. Um, Yes, back on Ed's Radio, high noon, the new lunchtime show. It's uh, a version of The Brink. I mean, it's basically The Brink. It's just the brink with a different name. Uh, we haven't said that on edge yet, but um, shh, you know, if you're, if you're listening to the brink right now, there's n- probably the high likelihood that you're related or some sort of friend of mine. So uh, if you've just jumped on us and discovered, oh, what's this podcast? The brink, this seems interesting. Then, wow, good for you. Um, but I mean, what's more fun, podcasting or radio? You've, you've done a couple of shows now <laughs> over the time. I guess it's always fun to come in and into the studio, but I like, I think podcasting, you don't have all the breaks and stuff, you can kind of just, just get into a nice rhythm and flow and yeah. We can say words like fuck and, yeah. um, you know, or oh, just make sure the mic's on. Just uh, double checking here in the Edge Radio studio. Um, I mean, we're going back on air very, very soon, so uh, this won't be the longest segment in the world, but uh, I mean, we haven't even mentioned Donald Trump on the show today in terms of yeah, when we're yeah, recording we're holding off. High it's, Noon. It's been hard. We, we want to talk about him on the, on the brink, apparently. Um, has he done much in the last week, Paul? I, I haven't really been paying attention. A fair bit. I yeah, think. yeah. yeah just I think it's it's almost like it's too much to all take in at once, and we're kind of just focusing on one thing. But other things happen too, and it's yeah. It's yeah so good. apparently, some people can't get into America right now. Uh, there's a wall uh, being built. Uh, <laughs> there's an abortion issue. Uh, there's um, everything else there's under the sun. Scientific. Um, yeah, you were mentioning this. He, so you're not. So you can't. I think it was release. Cer- certain agencies weren't actually allowed. Scientists weren't actually allowed to release their findings to the public. Right. Sure, if there's going to be, I, I should have looked into it more, a little bit more. But this was you would think we stories. would do that, but we're just lazy. Um, I'm guessing it's got to be filtered through the government, mm-hmm. which to me kind of sounds a little bit like fascism. <laughs> so, so if if all of a sudden, you know, Johnny Come Lately scientist is like, I have discovered that all people come from chickens. Uh, Donald Trump would be like, No. Don't uh, release yeah. that to the public. Yeah, they, they don't need to know. I think it's more like, oh, yes, um, those oil fields are actually terrible for the environment. Right. Um, this is how terrible they are. Global warming um, is a thing, Donald. No, yeah, it's this not. This is undispu- indisputable <laughs> evidence. Right. Oh, it's, uh, okay. No, one which of I those. think that's already out. I think that's... The jury's already out on climate change, I think. Well, according to Donald, it's not. It's, so. Yeah, alternative facts. You know, I mean, look, I, I'm not one. I don't, you know, like to, to judge people on their appearances. It's not a very nice thing to do. We all do it, though, whether we like to admit it yeah. or not. But, I mean, 
you know, he doesn't look presidential. You think as soon as he got elected, you think he would just do something. He's just, he looks sloppy. I mean, the guy's yeah. worth billions. You think he could afford a fashion advisor? Yeah, I think he doesn't look many things. Like a human being is probably <laughs> one. Um, but yeah, it's, it's strange. he's a strange man, I think. Um, well, there was a video I saw, I think it was like a you know, an in-style magazine or some some sort of thing where they these fashion people actually got a photo of him and were like, well, how can we make him more yeah, presidential? That, yeah. yeah, so they, I mean, Basically it was a decent job. Gave his suit a bit of a trim up. Yeah, nice attire, did his hair up, you know, yeah. cufflinks and all that sort of stuff. Um, it's just like you have an image of the president of the United States and, and the leader of any country, Yeah, you know, and... Um, I mean, you look at Hillary Clinton. I mean, she looked presidential. Yeah. You know, uh, Malcolm Turnbull looks prime ministerial. You know, I'm sure the president of Estonia looks very uh, presidential. But Donald, like, yeah, I don't know. What's what's what? What can we do with that? I don't know. I think that's. <laughs> I think number one thing is just let's get the guy impeached. Yeah. <laughs> or he will do that for himself, but. Yeah, I, I don't know. He's a he's a sloppy man. Um, probably, yeah. It's and I don't know. I don't know if you saw he they they do the weekly address like they put the video out there. Yeah. I watched it and it's awkward. It's like you yeah. know, my fellow Americans, and just he's got this look and like his presidential portrait. He's like you look at any past presidential portrait. Yeah. You know, Obama's there, he's smiling. Even George W. Bush cracks a little smile. Yeah. You know, Clinton's probably got someone down there making him smile. But yeah. here's Donald Trump leaning forward, looking yeah. aggressive, like "fuck you, I'm gonna fuck things up." Maybe he has an alternative facts mirror. Maybe <laughs> maybe when he looks in the mirror, he sees this amazingly handsome, well-built, <laughs> middle-aged middle-aged man looking back at him without a... Uh, that doesn't have a toupee or anything like that. Possibly. He's One thing I will say about his appearance, though, and uh, I had no idea he was actually 70. I yeah, didn't yeah. realise he was that, uh, you know, mature. I don't want to say old. Yeah. I find that yeah. probably offensive. His wife is, like, 40 two or something well like I mean yeah I, I did I did like the fact where it was like um, Donald Trump if Donald Trump banned immigrants he wouldn't have any wives yeah um, I thought that was kind of funny mm. uh, you know good call um, yeah I, I don't really have anything else more to say on the Donald do you or oh I don't know there's always plenty of stuff to say but yeah it's 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 all being said I think um, yes don't want to drown out the, no. the more enlightened um yeah, we better get back on air on our other show. So uh, thanks, Paul. We'll probably talk to you next week. No worries. As we always do, we flash back a lot of things, and then we've got to bring back this segment. Flashback. Exactly. Going back to 2007, a decade ago. Can you believe it? Ten whole years. We used to have a segment on the show called Complaints Desk. As it sounds, exactly is what it is. We had people send in complaints because we felt that people of Hobart needed to get things off their chest. So uh, let's go back to 2007 and listen to what people were complaining about all the way back a decade ago. Complaints, ridiculous. I'm so ridiculous. I'm fed up wrong and I'm full of... And it's full of... Because you guys are really full of... And it's so wrong, man. Complaints desk. Yes, the complaints desk. The one place where people can complain instead of actually sending us in to... Um, to Compliment. That's the one I'm looking for <laughs> really quickly. Tom, 21, he's from Sandy Bay. Mm. Compliment, such an easy word to forget. Yeah. Um, wants to complain that we're too loud. Well, <laughs> I agree with you, Tom. We are too loud. We yeah. will turn it down. There we go. I'm not even going to go on about that. Thanks, Tom, for that. <laughs> 
desk. The complaints desk. I think it's a very long intro. Ben. It is a very long intro. Not as good as our Friday Five segment, which we can't no. have this week, unfortunately. Oh. Can we just play the the, the intro? We'll anyway? play it in just a second once we do this, because I'm sure people. We this is a section. Most radio shows, TV shows have the letters desk. People send in letters and ask some questions. We sort of have that, or commend their hosts of how great so, they are. We get enough of them anyway. We don't want to toot our horns any more than we already do. This is a segment where we like to read out publicly complaints that listeners send in so we can deal with them in this way. We don't fob them off to some middle-aged lady who sits there with a pen and crosses them off. This time, we actually read them out of air. This week's complaint comes from Pierre. He is 33, a little bit of an older listener, and he is listening in Paris, France. Paris. Paris. Gay Paris. In Paris, France. That's in Europe, for those of you who don't know. <laughs> you should know that one, obviously, Angie. We don't need to... Anyway, in Europe, moving right along. Pierre would like to complain that we do not have enough French references in the show and that we need to reference France more. Now, Pierre, totally get your gist. Absolutely understand, mate. But if I was to start... Can I just speak one-on-one with him right now, Pierre? Let me finish my point. Okay, you go. Uh, if if we wanted to do that, we, we really would like to have a segment. Every single segment, we could atone to a different list, uh, country of the world. But we don't have time, Pierre. If we had a 12-hour show, we would have the French hour, we'd have the German hour, we'd have the Aust- Austrian hour, we'd have the American hour, we'd have the New Zealand hour, we'd have the Kazakhstani hour, blah, 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 blah. But unfortunately, Pierre, we don't have enough time. If you like, we'll throw in a French word every week. Bonjour. There we go. There's your French taste for the week. Anthony, what did you want to say? Now, Pierre, I just want to say this to you. Entend bien. Please do not speak Je other languages in the country. We do not know what you're saying. I'm just telling him that it's not a good idea. For all we know, you could be telling him to get effed in French, but we don't know that unless you speak French. English, you mean? <laughs> no, because you were speaking in French. Yeah, unless I speak. Oh, don't worry. Yeah, thank you. So, anyway, Pierre, I really do understand, and I do apologise. I said bonjour, I said it again. If that doesn't make you happy, then go watch French TV. A segment that we don't do enough as we should, which actually ties in so beautifully with this actual, you know, complaint that we have. This week's complaint comes from George. George is 22. George is from Campania. Was that where your your person was from? Yeah. Well, we've got the we've got Campania listening to us. Good on him. Um, George would like to complain that um, we don't do the complaints desk enough, which is pretty fair enough because. I think that's a decent complaint. I think the fact that, George, you, you're complaining to the complaints desk about not doing it is a complaint in itself. And, Anthony, am I ever making sense? <laughs> yes. Once again, he's not listening. Never mind. We're going to turn his microphone off. Um, George, I think that you need to to just listen to the show because I'm sure Complaints Desk may be your favourite segment if you ha- as you have written in the email. But, I mean, we can't do it each week. We, we do have very important things we have to get around to, George. And, um, you know, you've gotten your 15 seconds of fame now. You can tell your kids about it. You can tell your parents about it. And it's as easy as complaining to the Complaints Desk. That simple. I swear that's Anthony in that clip speaking about himself. Oh, this week we have Steve. <laughs> Steve is 22. Steve is from Sandy Bay. We we do not single people out from Sandy Bay and Moona. A lot of people say that because that seems to be where all our, you know, complaints like that came from. There's places you can think of in the time. No, Anthony. They're the, only, they're the best ones that come out. We're going to do this quickly, so we're going to get to music and wrap things up. Steve would like to complain about me. Well, what's new? And he would like to complain that I'm very much on myself and in love with myself <laughs> yeah. and that he doesn't <laughs> like it and he... If 
he saw me, he would like to, quote, punch, punch me in the throat, <laughs> the chest, the eye, and somewhere else that I can't pronounce or mention at 9.45 in the morning. Now, Steve, look, I, I get your point. I get that. But um, threats of violence against me... You know, join the queue. Okay, let's just put it that way. And that sort of threat of violence isn't as bad as I get. Okay, I am on myself. <laughs> all right, but if you were as good as me, you would be on yourself too. All right. If you won, <laughs> if you won Olympic gold, if you're as successful and as famous as I am, you know, of course you're going to be in love with yourself. What's not to love about me, Steve? Let's just put it that way, okay? And this complaint was stupid, all right? <laughs> Bring it on, mate. That's all I can say. Oh, if that was true, if that's all I could say, then you wouldn't even be listening to me right now. Complaints desk from 2007. Just uh, so good, apparently, to go back in time and just hear how much of terribleness I sounded all those years ago. Not, again, that really much has improved, but um, I hope maybe I sound like maybe my balls have dropped slightly. <laughs> Apparently we're not bringing you a wow, this is news this week because we're running out of time. But that doesn't mean we're still not going to bring you this. That time of the week to play everybody's favourite game show. It's Forget the Lyrics here on the Brink on Edge Radio. Over to the studio. Oh, Forget the Lyrics just gets me excited, puts me back in that studio and just thinking about all the good times, particularly with that music still playing in the background. Just uh, amazing, amazing times. But yes, going back now to the year 2009, um, just a couple of years after the last segment you heard. This is the year that we debuted the segment of Forget the Lyrics. So uh, this is still in its its freshness. It uh, still hadn't exactly been around for that long. We may have sort of teetered around with it in 2008, but 2009 has really became a, a proper segment in its in its own right and josh and i were the co-hosts at the time and uh back then how i met your mother was still a tv show it existed it was popular everyone loved it everyone loved barney stinson everyone still apparently does so it was my turn to sing josh uh made me sing about barney stinson and what better song to sing about barney stinson than the classic hit song land down under from men at work check out how it went oh yeah, yeah. put your hands up Add that bit to the start of it. There's a show on TV called How I Met Your Mother. It's on sometimes. There's a guy in it. He is legend. Wait for it. Derry and his name is Barney. And he says that you should suit up every night. Drive to the shops in that cool suit. He's a hero for all single men out there. You better know it. He is legendary. That kind of worked well for a first bit. We'll break it down now for the second chorus verse. Is he better than Joey from Friends? People might argue that, but then they won't be your friends anymore. He might be gay in real life. That's the actor, not the character, because he's fake. He's in a TV show. Anyway, his name is Barney Stinson. He says he's legendary and awesome and punctual. He sings funny Christmas carols. YouTube them, because I can't sing them on the radio at this time in the morning. Yeah. Probably could have told you a little bit more about them now, just to go on that. But, um, again, look it up. It's it's kind of funny. 2009, forget the lyrics. You know we're going to have more of those for you next episode. 
Another episode is done and dusted. We're going out the door, but just as we often need to do at this point of the uh, episode is tag things and advertise and everything else in between. As I mentioned, High Noon on Edge Radio. If you're in Hobart, you can tune into that Fridays from midday to 2 p.m. And uh, we did have a couple of episodes already in the first week. They are available via our Wooshka page if you kind of uh, go around a little bit and find it. Or just search for High Noon Lunchbox with Ben on Facebook. You will then be able to find that. So if you want to listen to how we sounded, at least when we went back on air, then uh, that's that's where you can go. The qualifying lap, Peter and Sam in this episode should mention uh, back as a podcast as well, hoping to bring more frequent episodes of that. So uh, again, search for that on Facebook or on iTunes. And if you're listening to The Brink, well, you want to subscribe to us. Do that via iTunes. Easiest way of doing it, of course. And uh, leave us some comments. Leave us feedback. We always appreciate hearing that. Particularly, again, if you're from uh, Mountain View or Croatia, we, we want to hear your support. Facebook us, uh, The Brink Radio Show. Our feed is on there. If you don't have iTunes and you use another podcast server, then, of course, you can use various other ones just by finding our RSS feed there and subscribe to us that way. Follow us on Twitter as well. And as I said, like us on Facebook. And as we always do at every episode, big thanks to Wooshka for being our fantastic server providers uh, online. If you've got a podcast and you want to use it and you want to start one up, use Wooshka. They're great. And I vouch for it because I can. We'll be back next week for another episode of The Brink. Thanks for tuning in. And until then, keep sucking those oranges, Hobart. And good night. Good night.